Welcome everybody to True Exact Show. I'm here with Dan, Brian. Dan's not in a suit tonight. I just noticed that. That actually bothers the shit out of me. Um, we're here with upcoming musician. I'm not going to put him in a box in a genre. We'll get into that. We're here with Die Dizzy. What's up, man? It's good to be here. Uh, I, I've honestly been interested in uh, getting on a podcast with you for a while. My older brother was a huge fan of your podcast, so it's... It's exciting uh, to be here. He was a I, huge fan of G-Man and the Minx. Yeah, I know he's going to be like kind of jealous that I'm on this show, um, but I'm excited to share share that with him. Good. That's what he deserves, that asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so fuck him. All right, so, no, I love you, Billy. So, all right, uh, we're first going to get into, you know, your upbringing, what, how you got into music, how you started doing it, when you started doing it, when you built that cool studio, by the way, that you have, which I find mesmerizing. All right, so get into what you heard, how you wanted to get into what you're doing now. Um, yeah, so I guess the answer to that question is when I was 14, 15 years old, I realized that uh, there was more music out there than what, you know, you hear on like the popular radio station. Um, I got like an iPod touch or something and I was browsing through iTunes and it, there was just like a whole new world of music that I had never been exposed to. And I just realized like you, like, you don't have to be Katy Perry or something to like make music. Like it, there's just thousands, millions of people out there making and releasing music. Um, so I was like, I kind of want to try that. Uh, and it just kind of stuck from there. But um, I guess to originally like break into that, I, I had taken piano lessons when I was really young um, and then I quit. And then like 10 years down the road when I was like 15, uh, you know, I had that realization. I want to try and express myself with music. I asked my mom, I was like, mom, like, can I take piano lessons again? And I started taking lessons with the same guy that taught me when I was like five years old. Um, and yeah, he, he kind of just taught me like how to improvise. Um, I never really had much interest in, in reading sheet music or anything. Uh, and I think that whole improvisation taught me a lot about like expressing myself with music and not just, you know, playing a song just to, you know, say that I'm a skilled musician, but it's more about being able to express what's going on in my brain. Is that more like jazz, like blues type of like music that like you're just like improvising for? Or like what type of like music are you like improvising for? Um, yeah, so when it was, when I was first started taking piano lessons again, uh, when I was in like high school, it was, it was blues and, and jazz stuff. Cause that's what my piano instructor was all about. Um, so that was probably like my first exposure to expressing myself with music. Uh, and then I, uh, around the same time, I, I was getting exposed to electronic music. Like, you know, when dubstep was first a term, um, like 10 years ago or whatever. And that music struck me as well. Cause that's another thing you're not hearing it on the radio right. and, you know, throw that in your headphones. It's like, what is this music? Like what drives someone to make music like this? And um, I had a, an app on my iPod Touch that was like FL Studio Mobile. And uh, I, I just bought that for the 15 bucks it was because I wanted to start messing around with like making beats and stuff. And I got addicted to that app to the point where, I, you know, I was just like always making beats on like, it, it was like an iPad app. And um, I got to a point where I was like, I, like, what's the next step here? 
because I, I was using that app and it was just not really getting the job done for me. Um, and then I, I mean, eventually upgraded to using Ableton Live on my computer and that's what I've been using for seven years. Now, now. when you went into EDM, because um, his music I'm not honestly familiar with that much. I, I don't know like how it's made and stuff. I know you though, you're, 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 would you, you'd call yourself a shy, more shy, quiet kid as opposed to your brother, right? Like you, yeah, you're kind of I mean, like, you're kind of like reserved a bit. So it's kind of interesting. You chose like the loudest type of music. Like well, that, the wild shit. So was that like you trying to express yourself and get your, your loudness out because you're like a little shy, you know? Um, I, just before I answer that as a personal question, I'm, I'm not going to act like I know like the full history of dance music, but right. the scene as it exists pretty much comes from like outcasts. Like, hmm. like I know that um, like the, the LGBTQ group was like a huge driving force in why like dance music and like the rave scene is what it is. Cause it's like, that's like a safe space to like go be whoever you are. Um, so personally, like I, I don't identify with like the, the more extreme, like outcast archetype, but there's definitely parts of me that it's like, I don't feel comfortable expressing that in my day to day life. You know, like I hang out with like a bunch of college bros and I, it's not necessarily, um, accepted for me to talk about my emotions or something so music has always been like a good outlet for that sort of thing that's really cool actually man a lot of stuff uh brian you want to get in here well i was gonna say i didn't uh we're if we're talking about pioneers of uh dance music i didn't hear anyone mention ace of bass well ace of bass <laughs> is one of the greatest bands of all time I mean, ace of bass, aqua uh the list goes on right how did um how much did like kind of the older uh, groups like that play an influence on what you do now? Or did you even listen to any of that type? Yeah, no, honestly, anything <clears throat> from before like 1990 that I listened to is like, like soul music. Hmm. There's nothing that's that far back that I, I honestly, most of the music that I have and, uh, still do listen to is is pretty recent and then there i have a soft spot in my heart for like um you know like otis redding and like sam cook and like these guys who are just you know expressing whatever emotion through their singing voice mm -hmm. um but honestly i i'm not even familiar with whoever you just shouted out uh, you know their songs trust me if you heard them yeah. all right <laughs> would you ever consider like sampling like uh, any of those that older type of music to kind of influence what you do now? Um, yeah, I kind of want to get back into sampling. To be completely mm. honest, it hasn't been a part of my workflow for a few years. Uh, and a big part of that is because I still have no idea how that works as far as like using someone else's artwork at like, you know, making a derivative thing <clears throat> from sampling. Um, it's just got to be slightly different. Just <laughs> barely. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure you, like, still have to pay royalties. And, nah, 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 but, bro, nah. if you get that big and they're worried about that, that means that's a good thing. That's yeah, a good, that's a good yeah. problem. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good problem to have. What's <laughs> the process of making this? I, I know Dan might have had this question, too, because I don't know – like I said, I don't know much about this type of music. Like, especially if you're not sampling either. Like, which right. is like I find super interesting is like that you're not sampling for anything; you're just doing this all on your own. 
So what's the process with adding the beat, like the vocals? How, how long do you – I know you're a smart dude. Like you could get into like your regular jobs. I know you're like your borderline like one of the smartest people I know. And you're a perfectionist with your, your, your schoolwork and, and other things. So are you like a perfectionist with your music? If it doesn't sound right, it has to be perfect. Yeah, honestly, to a fault, more than anything else in my life, that's like kind of my baby. I just put so much effort into the music where sometimes the people that I work with, like if I'm working with a rapper or, you know, another producer, I, I've had people tell me that it's annoying how, how much I pay attention to detail, which I, that's honestly something I'm trying to scale back. And just no, don't. Of, Not say that. No, who said well, that? Well, no, no, no. In, in like a healthy way, though, I want to be able to um, <clears throat> kind of put myself into the music more organically because if I'm expressing myself, there's some element to it that's uh, should be organic and and I guess live. Um, if I'm going back and like tweaking everything over and over, I might lose some of the, uh, the I don't know the originality of it. Yeah, just like that originality and like rawness to a vocal. Like I, I'm working on a song right now. It's like the first song that I've recorded that I, I'm not using any tuning on my vocal. And like, I actually put some effort into learning the vocal line that I wrote for myself and like actually making sure I can sing it. And I think it sounds better that way. But all the stuff that's on there is all you. Like you're not like get, bringing anybody else on or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, wow. as far as uh, the last EP that I released, I, the production and the vocals and mixing and everything is me. That's impressive, uh, man. That's really cool. I have, I, I've got one single <clears throat> out, um, Rise and Shine, that I did with my friend Malcolm. And that's like more of like probably the closest thing that I have to a rap song that's out right now. Um, and uh, yeah, my, my friend Ace, he's the, the rapper on there. And um, that, that's the only song that I have released that. Have you, have you enjoyed that as much as you have with like dance music or is it like not really like that exciting so, for you? Yeah, I actually did want to touch on this. So I, I was talking about when I was like 15, and I started making beats on like my iPad. Um, I, I was like kind of trying to make like electronic music at the time because that was what was really striking me. But then I met a, a rapper. I mean, it was just a kid in my history class. But, you know, he found out that I was making beats and he, I found out that he had lyrics on his phone. So I switched gears to making uh, rap beats for like five years. And I know Scott's mad that I never told him that. Yeah, I, I mean, so, we, we need to get into this. <laughs> Maybe we should talk about this on a separate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I expect to get a sample pack of beats after this. Yeah, it's uh, it, honestly, it's always been like, I I don't know if I actually want to release music. It mm. has always been the way that I feel because in a weird way, like with that perfectionist attitude and like me trying to express my emotions and stuff, it feels really personal. Is it because Scott's not good enough for your music? You don't have to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> I just clicked. This interview is over. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's that's really cool though, because like just knowing you from when you were young, I never really thought you'd delve into that genre. So like for you to be interested in that, like I, I think you could do it. And and just to let you know, uh, any rapper we talk to, they're always looking for beats. Like, mm -hmm. always looking for beats. So, like, if you have a bunch just laying around, man, 
just send them to people. You never know. Someone could just fucking make one and it's a huge hit. So I would not keep them. Word. So you were also like referring, like you were saying like dance music, like what genre? So like dance music is the genre, like EDM isn't the cool thing to say anymore because we're all getting... No, there. I mean, you can like, say EDM, that's fine. <laughs> I, honestly, the, the, the genre barrier, I hate how like Apple Music will just say that something is like electronic. Because there's so many subgenres of that that it it's almost meaningless to say that like electronic is a genre. So they just kind of they group it in because they don't want to get into like the subgenres of everything. Right, so yeah. they like it's the same okay, thing for like rap and stuff. This is hip hop. This right. is pop. It's just it's a generic label that they slap on it. And then like when you're like creating like like ED or dance music and stuff like that, like are you thinking about like old school like Jersey Shore style like building the base up or like how is each one like totally different like feel that you're trying to bring to it I can't believe you just said old school Jersey Shore style <laughs> it, it is like because you don't hear that anymore like you don't hear like a, like a Skrillex like we're talking like eight years ago, like old it's, school it's, Jersey it's a decade, Shore man. style. You know, build the beat up, pump the fist. Yeah, I, I just saw Skrillex live like less than a year ago. He's still, yeah, he's still doing his thing. He's on top of the world still. Uh, but are, are, are you asking like if I'm trying to like channel like, that same energy? No, like, but like, what, like, so like you said, like you're trying to like create like a dance atmosphere with the stuff. Like what, like, are there different like types of songs? Like I've listened to like your stuff and it's like very, not like all like over the place, but there's like different like types of like paces and everything too. Like yeah. how do you decide? Like, do you like envision like that, like being um, in Las Vegas or like in a club or like, what do you like, what's like your vision for all that stuff? Oh, that's a tough question. I honestly haven't really thought about that. Yeah, oh, quit scaring them off. Sorry, okay. sorry. No, honestly, <laughs> like I, I've been to some festivals um, and, you know, there'll be some artists who play. It's like, you know, under the bucket of electronic music, but it's not headbanging music at all. It's the kind of stuff that's like just beautiful music. And you're, you're there like outside at a festival. Yeah. And like, wait, why is this so pretty? And that's kind of the emotion that I want. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to say that my music is like the prettiest thing you've ever heard, but I kind of want something that's like a little otherworldly, like, you know, uh, uh, maybe I've never heard anything like this before, but it still feels like it's like pretty, I guess. Like, like I I, I'm not that interested in like, in like the grimy, like um, right. you know, headbanging type of music. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll get there soon, but um as far as the stuff that I want to like represent me as an artist is more of like it. I don't know what the right word would be. Pretty. I think maybe, I think maybe like if you reworded the question to kind of like when you go to make a beat, like if you go to make a song, like what's your approach to it? You know, like it say, because like me and Scott rap. So like, if I have an idea for a song, like I'll hear a beat and I'll, I'll feel something about it. And I'll be like, Oh, this would be good to talk about, you know, X, Y, Z. And then I'll say, Oh, Scott might be good on this. So then I'll send it to him and say, Hey, here's the concept. So it's not just like taking the music and directing it. Like, ah, it's whatever, just write whatever you want on it. It's, I have a direction that I want it to go because that's how I felt about it. So like when you go to make something like what's kind of your approach, uh, honestly, I think every song that I've written in the past few years has been, I have a strong emotion in my life 
and I want to make a song about it because I know that there's enough there's enough gears turning in my brain to come up with more ideas on um, you know different angles or different representations of a given emotion mm-hmm. like how can I put that into the song um, so yeah just like those strong emotions is usually what drives me to start making a song in the first place uh, I honestly kind of have a hard time making beats just for the sake of making beats which I think is problematic to an extent mm. like Scott was talking about if I have beats laying around I should send them but I don't have that many beats laying around right. and I'm, I'm working on is like getting that workflow to a point where this is like something I do to express myself but also like this is just something I do all the time right um but that's when yeah. like we talk about Brian we said like so what when you're motivated to make a song it's easy it's when you're not motivated it's hard like yeah. that, that's when it's like, oh shit, I haven't written in two weeks. I have to write, but there's nothing there. That's yeah. like probably the same with you making something like, like, let's say you, you go through some shit with some girl and it's like, all right, I'm pissed. I could go make a ED or like get, get a beat flowing or whatever. Yeah. It's when your life is pretty good and you're just like, yep. All right. I'm in the studio. I don't really feel anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you go outside and hope something horrible happens. So you that's go when- <laughs> That's when you could add substances to the mix. If you drink like five or six beers, then you just come up with something out of nowhere. Right. Like me. I'm on number two right now. That's going to have a new song by the end of the night. Yeah. <laughs> or you have something that kind of motivates you out of nowhere. Like, I'm not just saying this because it's him, but like, I don't know. When Eminem puts out music, it's like if you're a rapper, like, you're someone that makes music that someone at that high of a caliber puts out this piece of work that you're just like, holy shit, like, how did you write this? How did you come up with this stuff? And it kind of inspires you to, I don't know, I guess dig deeper and be like, oh, I got ideas based off of their ideas, kind of, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, there, there's definitely some songs that I've heard recently that I'm like, oh, I've never thought to write a song about that. But yeah. They made like a whole song about it and it's very good. You know, I, I feel like maybe there's just a lot of random things that right. are worthy of a song being written about them. It's never, here is some advice if I can give it to you. It's never a bad idea to go outside the box if it's genuinely you. Like if, if you're going outside the box just to go outside the box, it's a bad idea. But if it's like, if it's what you want to do, then it's a good idea to do. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, 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 so you've been talking about like, have you like started to incorporate like that older stuff like into like your music like or like trying to like weave that in like what's like your like overall like goal for like your upcoming stuff what do you mean older stuff like Same so stuff? i used to make yeah, yeah so like you were saying like how like you were like very much like into like the jazz blues and like listening to like older stuff yeah. like that like or playing stuff like that on your piano i have some songs that I'm working on right now that are honestly like couldn't be more different from the last EP that I released. Uh, like, you know, no synths or anything. Like I have some songs that are just guitar and vocals. Um, so I think that there is an element of me being inspired by like those strong vocalists from the 1960s or whatever that I listened to. Um, and I guess with the last EP that I released was I, like trying to find some balance between representing my emotions with 
the lyrics and then also with the production. Um, Cause that, I feel like there's a kind of a uh, untapped market with the style of music that I just released where a lot of songs that sound like that don't have vocals on them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And especially like, it's so rare for the producer himself or herself to actually do the vocals for their own song. I want to, I want to give you credit on that because if I'm being completely transparent, I, I'm not into this type of music really. And when I heard the vocals on it, it intrigued me way more. And when I found out it was actually you doing it, it made me more intrigued to listen because I think it takes Mm -hmm. way more talent. I find it more interesting. I think it it shows you that you go in there and make it yours and you're not just taking other people's shit like Michael Buble and trying to make it his when Christmas comes around. You're, you're, You're basically your own artist and I respect that aspect of it a lot. So I would recommend keep doing that. All yours, Megan. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about that like potential gap in the market that I'm seeing cuz a, lo- a couple people have told me like it's cool that you sing on this. Yeah. We we were all very like, like like two other DJs I know who like sing on their own music. And so you know well respected. So when you go like cuz at some point you're going to be going live with all this stuff too. Do you plan on actually like singing this live or just playing it like how what's it like your like vision for that um yeah so there's uh a, a dj that i listened to and i saw him live and he he's you know a dj who sings on some of his own songs and he just he plays a set like any other dj and uh just you know plays the pre-recorded version of what he's got recorded um which i think is probably better for most venues um yeah this same dj his, his name's tie dye kai um his same oh, what, what is it tie dye kai that's awesome yeah. <laughs> um, yeah he has also played some sets like where it's just him and his guitar and like he'll just sing some songs like you know at like a small stage at a festival and then next day at the festival he plays like on the big loudspeakers and stuff <laughs> You uh, have to look a certain way to be named Tie Dye Kai. I don't think I could go by Tie Dye Kai. So why Die Dizzy for you? Like, yeah, why Die Dizzy? I, dude, honestly, it's taken me so long to settle on that name. When it's I pretty went, cool. It's pretty cool. Thanks. Yeah, I, I like it because when I Google it, I actually come up. <laughs> well, yeah, like someone thinks they're dying yeah. while they're dizzy and it's no, like, yeah there, there's two results it's like one is like my my spotify page or something and then the other one is like it's like if you're dizzy and like feel like you're gonna die please <laughs> 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 um no, you should put that you should talk that and have that at the beginning of your tracks oh yeah that's actually like, a good idea i could get like a um a tag uh, it's a tag like yeah right yeah yeah, <laughs> I was thinking I, I could get like a one of those robot like text to speech programs to say that out loud. Yeah. That would be yeah. awesome. Something I do want to sample. I I had this idea. So like I'm I'm trying to get more into sampling like weird sounds that people haven't sampled before. You know, like like sampling old music is like something that has been done millions of times, and I don't think it's gonna like run out of popularity anytime soon. But I like the idea of sampling things that people didn't think you would sample. Um, and an idea that I had for that was like the the self-checkout thing at the grocery store 
I feel like that would be so funny to put into a song. Um, what what part where they say like um, it's like it's like please move your items to the bagging area or something. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny. Yeah. So would you just go there and record it on your phone, sir? What are you doing? Are you buying anything? <laughs> no, I just need this. I need the vocals. <laughs> <laughs> it's a die like Disney, going to baby. Subway system, like the doors are now closing. <laughs> and then right. and, and then that that guy at the checkout just tells everyone die Disney got started at this very soul check. <laughs> <laughs> there's, um, there's a weird value to having uh strangely recognizable things in yeah. dance music songs because yeah. like you have um. You, you, you know, like, if you're at, like, a house music set and you're listening to the same 128 BPM Boots and Cats in for four hours, it's nice to have, like, almost little jokes inside of the music that people are like, oh, my God, like, why did the DJ put that there? And I, I want to, like... Sorry, what did you say? No, it makes it memorable. Yeah, like, it's like, it's like remember when he dropped that uh, remix of the Reese's Puff song? Speaking of which, I do have a remix of the Reese's Pub song from that commercial. It's on my SoundCloud. Yeah. Now, when you – that's like – it's funny you bring it up. That's one of the only genres that – once again, I hate to use genre as a word, but, like, you could do that with. Like, you could almost throw stuff like that in that genre yeah. and it works. Yeah, there, there's really no limit to what you right. could try and put into a, a electronic music set, which I love that freedom. Right. Now, what – what what genres haven't you like you obviously collabed with like a uh, rapper and stuff yeah. what genre like would you like to try to collab with whether it's like a heavy metal or like a pop music or like folk something weird that you've thought of um that's tough because i feel like i already have my fingers in a, like a couple different genres i try to just jump on something if i want to do it um but I think I would – I'm most interested at the moment in collaborating with other producers who make a similar genre of music because, um, I mean, I have a lot, of, a lot of friends and a lot of people I know who are – they you know, like, I write raps, like, send me beats. Right. And that's I, – I mean, I already went over that. That's just not really how I operate that much because um, I have a vested interest in, like, making my song my song. So mm. – there's something, I, again, I, I kind of want to work past it, but there's something that hurts me a little bit about, like, making a beat that I'm proud of and then sending it to a rapper to, like, make their own song out of nah, it. Yeah, but think about it. It's what Neff said, though. Always have the confidence you could just make a hotter beat. Don't yeah. fall into that, you know? You'll grow out of that. I feel like that's – it's tough when you – like, he's thinking about it that way in terms of, like, how hot is the beat. And, like, for me, it's, it's almost – that's not the focus, Mm. which it might be problematic for me career-wise if I'm not, like, thinking in terms of how hot is this beat. But I'm more drawn to, like, how much baggage can I take off my shoulders by making this one song? Hmm. Hey, you know what? If that's your outlook on it, like... I tell, I tell a lot of people that my, like, songwriting, my, my music is basically my journal. Like... If you want to know all my deepest, darkest secrets, you just got to, like, look through all my Ableton files. And then you'll <laughs> this know. kid, Are, this kid hates the self-checkout line. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, are you looking to, like, produce, like, other people's music at all? Or just solely you're going to be, like, on, like, your own? 
I definitely could see myself producing other people's music. It's it's tough to say that I want to do that though, because I really enjoy like being a perfectionist through the entire process. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of my production workflow is is like checking back with myself over and over, and it would be weird to you know make a beat and send it to someone else and like be like, "This is yours now." Uh, well, lease it. Just lease it. You could always lease them. I honestly, I should probably talk to you about that. Yeah, I could. I, I don't know much about it, but I, I have could no idea how like the beats. We could, yeah, we could put you in touch with people who could explain it more. But yeah, you could definitely lease it, and it's still yours. Yeah, I. I mean, that sounds like a good option. I. I just don't. I, I've right. never put too much effort into like figuring out how to monetize the music that I'm making. I, I don't know if we asked this yet, but how did you learn how to? Uh, use the programs like use Ableton Live, uh, use the Fruity Loops and stuff like that. Did you just kind of self-teach? A lot of internet, but for the most part, self-teach, like, you know, exploring the program, trying to figure out. Because, like, the cool part about – I mean, so I I use Ableton. I've been using Ableton for seven or eight years, and the thing that I love about it is it's like, if I have an idea of how I want something to sound, it's possible. Like you can do it. It's, it's just a playground. So it, the past eight years of me using that program has just been, you know, I'm working on a song and then like a little idea pops into my head. And then I look up on the internet. How do I, you know, stretch a sample to be like a, the desired length or something, go down the rabbit hole on YouTube of different techniques and, and, yeah little tricks on like how to get new sounds, how to, you know, do cool effects that Travis Scott is doing right now. You know, like it just honestly, there's so much information on the internet on like how to use the software. Cause I mean, if we're being honest, it's a lot of people who like sitting in front of the computer are the ones making music. So they're also the same ones making YouTube videos. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Now, before obviously we get to our final segment and stuff, um, I want to ask, like, how was it when you performed at the party live? Uh-huh. And have you ever had to where? Because as people who rap, there's been times we put out a song and just the reaction's not good, and you're just like, oh, this is like someone, especially with comedy. Brian does comedy here, and like, there's times. Uh, he's come back. He's like, yeah, I just didn't, I didn't do well on the set. I kind of bombed tonight. And it's just like a gut wrenching punch. Have you experienced that yet? Yeah. I, so my only like set that I ever played was at that house party on yeah. Halloween. Um, and that went great. And that <laughs> was like, like I was kind of in a slump as far as making music before that. And that like recharged me. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, unfortunately I haven't, I know it's gonna happen. It'll happen. Yeah. It, <laughs> so like, unfortunately, no, I have not felt that feeling yet. Uh, like a broken heart. <laughs> yeah. That one. That one moment always happens where you create something and you're like, "This is gonna be great." Yeah. And then you go play it for someone or you do it live and you just don't get the reaction you want. And you're like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> right. It happens. But. Yeah, I mean, I've had that on smaller scales with, you know, trying to show people the new song that I, I'm thinking about releasing, and they're like, no, this is trash. 
And it's like, oh, yeah, okay. that'll do it. I mean, that's, that's good. <laughs> you know what? The thing is, at least at least you're doing yeah. music because the song can keep playing. Somebody will appreciate it because right. they'll be like, well, he had to make this. When you right. when you write a joke. And there's nothing but you and a microphone and nobody laughs at the joke you said and they're angry about it. And you're just like, fuck, I got nine more minutes of this. <laughs> Never give your time off. No. All right. Um, uh, before we get into our last segment, I want to do one last round table. Dan, Brian, have any final questions for you? All right. Uh, where can we catch you, man? Like, give Plug your Instagram. Anything uh, you got coming yeah. out soon? My Instagram is at die underscore dizzy d-i-e underscore d-i-z-z-y okay uh, that's my artist name is die dizzy uh you can find me on uh like in that instagram bio you can find me on soundcloud uh spotify and apple music um that's everything that i got on the internet right now i mean keep it up, keep it up though man like keep working just keep pushing we'll talk a little bit afterwards and yeah i want to i i'm have some friends who do some really cool visual stuff like, you know, like CGI animations. Um, my friend Andrew actually did a little edit for um, my EP release. Um, there's a little video on my Instagram of the stuff that he's doing, but I have some ideas that I want to do for future releases where like we do like a music video um, and he does you yeah. know, some cool, awesome. like trippy, otherworldly um whatever kind of character did he do the one for your spotify um the like the the cover art yeah yeah so the cover art he also did that that's That's really good stuff yeah yeah if you if you check out the um the video that i have on my instagram page it's actually like an animated version of the lovehead artwork uh which was that was kind of my idea from the from the get-go when i asked him to, to do the artwork i was like can we animate the artwork for a little Instagram video and he pulled that off, which I was super appreciative about. All right. So final segment, which I know that you've been waiting for here, the gun to your head segment. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I got some good ones. You know how it goes. We asked two questions each and you got to pick a winner at the end. All right. You got to answer the questions after, after we ask them and your favorite question, you got to pick at the end. So I, I, I don't know if I won last or not, but we're going to give it to Dan cause he didn't dress up for this and I would hold that against him. <laughs> apology for the rest of my life. So Dan, you go first. All right. Only listen to techno for the rest of your life or get into a fight with tech nine. Definitely only listen to techno. All right. Yeah, why would... I'm already moving in that direction already. <laughs> I don't know. Like, maybe you want to change it up. Listen to something else. Yeah, I feel like Tech 9 would destroy me. <laughs> yeah, but it's only <laughs> once. It's only no, once. There's a feel like he would destroy you. Like, <laughs> I think I'd lose that fight. <laughs> All right. Own the industry of EDM or own every ATM? Hmm. If you own an ATM, are you allowed to just, like, take the money? Yeah. You own everyone? Then you could just... You're a billionaire. No, no, no. (laughs) Uh, uh, No. no. How many ATMs are there? I don't know that. (laughs) Only in the state of California. That's that's probably a lot. (laughs) The biggest state. (laughs) Yeah. Or, Or you could own the entire industry of EDM. Only on the continent of North America. 
I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go with the ATMs. Yeah, I would uh, do that. Not, not even because I'm money hungry, but I don't want there to be a monopoly in the dance music industry, and I don't think that I would do well with that kind of power. So, okay. Geez, you're so much. De- How are we related? I would crave that type of power. <laughs> 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 all right, I'll go next. We'll let Brian finish this off. All right, would you rather only listen to Diplo or always be low on dip? What's low on dip? Like dip, so dip, much for, like dip for your you chips. Oh, you so much better. Like you're, you have chips and you're always low on dip, and people are like, "Hey, man, where's the dip?" You're always uh, low on dip. I, I'm kind of a dry guy. Like I don't love salsa. Damn it! I loved that yeah. one when I wrote it. <laughs> no, that's a good question. I like Thank that. Thank you. Um, but, oh fuck your fucking family member over there! <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, people think I'm weird for it. I don't use salsa or queso that much. I'd be fine if I was low on it. I don't need that much. And also, as good as Diplo is, I I don't like listening to his music for more than <laughs> four and a half minutes at a time. Fair enough. All right. Would you rather be responsible for ruining Bitcoin or have a rumor going around that you bite coins? <laughs> Um, Brian likes that one. Come on, <laughs> yeah, that's so dumb. Uh, <laughs> how do I? Ruin- there he is, biting coins again. <laughs> how well? It honestly depends on how well known I get for biting coins. <laughs> I don't know. If, like, I, if I can like monetize that, I'd, I'm like, going with that one. It's like oh, guy Dizzy's <laughs> playing tonight. Yeah, but I hear he bites pennies. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I, I already have a lot of money in cryptocurrencies, so I'm probably not going to crash Bitcoin. So Ooh. you'd like to have rumors going around and that you're a coin player? I, I would rather have that somehow, yeah. All right. <laughs> Who would start that rumor? I mean, it's probably wow. you. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Go on, Brad. Okay. Would you rather never listen to house music again or never be able to play music in the house? Mm. Oh, yo, that's actually such a good question. That's what I do. That's the best question yet. Just so you guys know. Oh, you already have a winner. <laughs> Dude, Brian, if I was you, I wouldn't even, even get to my second question. Wow. Genuinely wow. That was a murder. That was the worst one yet. That's a thinker. Um, <laughs> Where's Eric? <laughs> God damn it, Eric. We need you. <laughs> I'd have to go with never listen to music in the house again. Wow. That's pretty tough because then you'd have to take your studio outside. <laughs> well, your whip, in your wiffle ball field in yeah. the backyard. Wait, am I allowed to use headphones in the house? No, you're still uh, playing. No, we, no we music. In the stipulations. No music in the house. No music at all. Is there like a double negative? Like, can I make house music in the this house? This is gun to your head, oh Brett. It's not so kids. So no music in the house. <laughs> all right, I'm trying to make this No, I'm never okay. listening to house music ever again. All okay. Right. All right, second one. Brian, you don't even need to say this. You already won. Yeah, you well, already won. Well, so I feel like that one was shit. I feel like this one is a better one. Would you rather be the rapper Eminem for a week or receive half the total revenue of a week's worth of Eminem's The Candy sales? That's too. That's stupid. That should. No, that's, that's not that good. The other one's better. Yeah, that should negate is good one. Keep that in mind. This is like chopped with dessert, breakfast, Dude, and lunch. Nothing. You gotta take not. all the questions into consideration. Question, you dick. 
That was not a good one, though. I, I'm not going to lie. There was a lot of words in that question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with the one that makes me money. Because if I was Eminem for a week, then I'm not Eminem anymore. So, like, it, just Eminem still has his money. Or, I mean, I guess if I was Eminem for a week, I could, like, send just transfer it over to you. All of <laughs> Whatever you want. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to take the Eminem money. Fair enough. All right, best question. Who who won this one? We already know. I, the the thinker was the was the M and M's question. All right, fine. the house one was. Come on, the M and M's was garbage. <laughs> no, wait, yeah, sorry. no, I got Don Vito. I got confused. My bad. That M and M question was not that good. The house music question was the thinker. That's, this that's is the most upsetting I've ever been. Brian, <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that was your best question of all time. No. Yeah, I, I'm gonna think it was. I think Would you was. rather never use anything made in China or be no. a made in China? That's, that's a good one. one. <laughs> that is a good one. Ren was just being nice. That was dumb. That was a fantastic. That, that was a, good, that's a really that, good one. You would have. You would have fucking never let that go. Go back I to the table. To, we were all laughing at that one. Mm, yeah. I don't know about that one. That's Bring a good question. Get the tape. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dad Dizzy, thanks for coming out. Uh, keep in touch. You got. You got my number, and uh, yeah. we'll try to put you in touch. Send the beats. Yeah, now, that I, now that I actually got music out there, I'm less embarrassed about the fact that I'm making it. I'm getting some good feedback, so I'll definitely keep you in the loop. 